It's, a, it's under the bone. Bones aren't sterile at all. Bones are very sterile. Have you ever seen dirty bones? Yes. When? Did you say when have we seen dirty bones? Like most yeah. times you see bones, they're dirty, bro. No. Yeah. Name a time you've seen a bone. Uh, when it's coming out of my body. And then why is it dirty? It's bloody, bro. Blood sterile. Greetings, citizens. Welcome to episode 8 of Paranoia. Fight together or die a clone. This is the second part of the segment before the second mission, in which we will learn about the secret aftermaths of the first mission. This time, we will be listening in on Frit and then Kyle. Everything else you need to know about the format of this episode was covered in the beginning of the previous one, and you should have watched that already. So let's get right to it. Other than your, <clears throat> other than your main secret society mission, do you have any notes for me on secret things that you did that you want to wrap up that you want to get credit for? Um, you know, do you have anything you want to uh, rat on anyone else for? Not particularly, no. Um, no. No, I I didn't really do any other sneaky sneaky stuff and uh I don't think there's anyone I need to rat out. Okay. So, um just to be 100% clear, your main mission was to put those three rods down. Uh and I believe you you put them down in the gambling room, if I recall. Yes? Uh yes, I put them down in the gambling room. Okay. Um it takes quite a while to get word back from your secret society. Okay. How does my secret society contact me? Generally speaking, with notes and messages. And um, when you get contact, it is a somewhat informal message telling you that you did not do a particularly good job on your mission uh, and that your position in the society is on a thin rope. Oh, dear. Uh, what... Did I do wrong? So uh, you may recall that your mission was to place them at the lowest point physically available. In, and in fact, that point was bolded. Uh, yes, I'm and well aware. I'm literally staring at it. Yeah. You put, first of all, I mean, the point of mines is that they go deep. Um, and you never even we, entered the mines. Yeah, we never entered the mine. And that is uh, unfortunate, but you should have guided the group into the mines at some point so that you put them down. Uh, especially considering that, you know, you could easily just ask me, uh, the Game Master, which parts are the lowest. The room that you chose is a room that even had a ladder that went further down. Wait, so, what? I thought the gambling room was at the bottom of the ladder, because I thought it was the ladder that I got kicked down. It is the ladder that you got kicked down. That was the room that I thought it was setting it up in. That is the room you set it up in. Oh, there, wait, there was another ladder down in that room? I don't know how you could not know this, but I i mean, apparently you didn't know this because otherwise I assume you would have set them up lower down. But, I mean, there was the entire section where uh, lights and bees, I think, were trying to get up uh, with the Radbot into the gambling room from the mines down below. Oh, I thought that was adjacent to the gambling room. I didn't think it was the floor below the gambling room. I mean, the gamblers also told you that the the mines were below it, and we uh, went over so, that okay. point. We I... went over that point several times in the mission. <sighs> okay. I I it's uh, I'm not I'm not blaming you specifically because you misunderstood that, but 
the fact of the matter is that you misunderstood it, which is unfortunate. But I, I'm, I'm going to have to place that on you because I don't think that's on me from the number of times that we went over uh, that there are areas below it and from the fact that you didn't go into the mines at all. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, Secret Society progress is not as not not terrible. I mean, you, you did put them down. If you had failed to put them down, you would have probably gotten uh, negative progress. But as far as it goes, you are getting only the the minimum possible amount of progress. All right. Uh, let's see. Your next Secret Society mission, uh, you receive a package through the mail system. When you open it, you find that there are four small uh, round objects. They look kind of like insignias or badges almost. Uh, in fact, they're actually kind of more like suction cups. They stick to things. Uh, these are little indigo medallions with some kind of electronics going on in them, um, but you're not exactly sure what. There are some indicator lights on them to show that they are functional. The instructions read as follows. Frit R DNT1. Your next assignment is to place these four devices inside four buildings on Gene U Memorial Road in sector GGF. The buildings are all adjacent. They are Lasers Unlimited, Official OFF Sector Office Supply Central Office, GGF Scrubbot Repair B, and Autocar Maximum. I will also write that down for you. Don't worry. Okay. You may place them anywhere that they will not interfere with the function of the occupants, but do not be seen placing them. It does not matter if they are spotted later, only that you are not known to be the one putting them down. Uh, that's it. Okay, can I clarify something real quick? Yes. These don't have a license card with them, do they? Mm, no, these do not. Oh boy, okay. You can use your old one, um, and it will uh, not be valid, but a casual glance, uh, with a good enough bluff or with someone uh, failing their ability to understand what's going on, you could try to convince them that, ah, you know, in this card, Indigo Stamp, this is a clearance card, you know, here's the thing, it's Indigo, it's all good, see? Okay. And that will become, obviously, uh, much harder after your card expires, but hypothetically, uh, I think I gave you two different times on when the card would expire, so that's my bad. But I'm just going to go ahead and say that the card won't expire until after the second mission, so you can try to use it to bluff if you want. Okay, that's good to know. I'm just going to write down all the building names for you. Um, while I'm writing this down, do you have any other questions or comments? Uh, not particularly. How did these things, are? did these things, like, stick at all? Yes. Um, you can slap them on pretty much any surface and they seem to stick to it. Okay, that's good to know. And how big are they, like, around? Hmm. Um, really, if you just curl your index and thumb together, they are about the size, um, of your index and thumb in a circle. So, pretty small. Oh god, thanks, you're making me do a Nazi hand gesture. It's not a Nazi hand gesture. It's literally just the okay hand. Is it, though? Yes. Nazis have tried to appropriate many things, like the okay hand gesture, Pepe the Frog, and milk. Um, Actually, wait, this is, this is Alpha Complex. Nazis don't exist. The okay gesture is just fine and dandy. 
That is also correct. Pepe the Frog is not okay in Alpha Complex because that would be old reckoning knowledge, and uh, that would be treasonous, I guess. Jesus Christ, how horrifying. Also, I guess he'd probably be green clearance, wouldn't he? <sighs> no, he wears blue. He would be blue clearance. Oh, God, this is just too confusing now. Yeah, let's stop talking about this. That was the end of Fritter's segment, and you're probably wondering why we didn't talk about the party boy incident. It's a bit of a long story. Before I can tell you why, the first thing you need to know is, at the start of the game, everybody semi-randomly got some character modifiers they could pick from. For example, Kyle received a stronger mutant power at the cost of starting with higher genetic drift. Lights received some extra skills at the cost of having a very low disguise rating due to having done voiceover work for vending machines, so everybody can recognize his voice. Now, the sad part of the story is, I don't have the conversation Fritter and I had recorded. After the mission, everyone was very confused as to what happened. Later that night, after I had stopped recording, Frit had a realization. He had selected a modifier at the start of the game that would punish him by having internal security think he was in a secret society that he wasn't actually in. He just never imagined it would have such dire consequences. Now, the funny part of the story is that he told everybody else what he remembered. And absolutely nobody believes him. Everybody believes that it's a cover story for something much more treasonous that he's actually done. But maybe that's a good thing for him? I mean, if everybody thinks he's some kind of radical party drug dealer, it's a pretty good cover story for his actual secret missions. On the other hand, it draws a lot of unwanted attention to him. I guess we'll just have to wait and see how that works out. So, Purge. <sighs> Hello. Uh, there is there is actually one thing to take care of first. Isn't it? You have died. I have died. And so you have a fresh clone. Uh-huh. You no longer have a scar from where you cut off your toe, but uh, you still have significant genetic drift. Wow. Right after mentioning the extra modifiers and using Kyle's genetic drift as an example, we get to talk about Kyle's genetic drift. Almost like I chose the order of debriefing so that it would happen this way. Kyle chose a special modifier giving his character more genetic drift to start with, but a stronger mutant power. Kyle was therefore given six toes on one foot at the start of the game. We decided what his first mutation would be over text, so there was no recording, and it never came up, so I didn't feel I need to talk about it until now. In any case, he cut that toe off using his medical skill to hide his mutation, but since he died and has high genetic drift, any time that anybody dies, I roll to see if they'd change at all. Usually nothing happens until they've died four or five times. But for Kyle, it's as if he already has died four or five times. Hence, he'll be getting some kind of mutation pretty much every clone. Now what? Now we need to see what you're going to get instead. Ah, that's bad. What am I going to get instead? You have no eyebrows. Ah, that is unfortunate. I will just habitually wear a gas mask. You can probably just say they were burned off or something. It's not too bad. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I, was cleaning up I was cleaning up something in the, uh, in the insect kit, and, you know, I got something on my eyes. I know, another one in a row. Trust me, I didn't intend it to be this way. I promise after this one, I'll just let you listen to the episode. First, though, we need to talk about several other things that I'm going to fuck up in the future. In the next mission, I literally forget about the eyebrows. It never comes up again. I have no excuse for this. I just 
didn't write it down on my list of things I needed to do. Now, that's not really fair for the other players, because they would have noticed it. But if I were to bring it up after mission 2 that his eyebrows were burned off the whole time, that's way too suspicious. So later on, we will retroactively fix this by changing his mutation to something else that nobody would have noticed at the time. Also included in the list of things that I fucked up. Apparently, we never actually recorded over voice what Kyle did with the explosives in Mission 1. You remember, Purge gave him some explosives and said, go have fun and we'll see what you can do. You may have already figured it out, though. Remember how he was standing on the elevator and it somehow accidentally went up and exploded? Yeah, everything that he told you there was a lie. He destroyed it himself, delaying future shipments of uranium, while also killing himself. Normally you don't really want to kill yourself when you're accomplishing your mission, but in this case, Kyle had already lost an arm, which is a big handicap, so he didn't mind too much if he lost a clone, especially because it makes excellent cover. After all, why would he blow himself up? So, future shipments of uranium are delayed, and he looks good for Purge. Because of that, he makes it to second degree, and now we will see what happens to him as a result of that. So, um, let's see. Okay, um, you get a mysterious invitation. Uh, the mysterious invitation tells you where to go at a certain time. Alrighty then. Alrighty. Uh, at the designated time, uh, you take a break from work, head to the designated location. Doesn't seem like there's anything here, but uh, a door opens in the back of a building, and a hand motions for you to come inside. Alrighty then. <clears throat> I come inside. You enter the building. It's dimly lit in here, but you can see that there's at least three or four other people, and the door is closed. They're wearing um, pretty normal-looking uniforms of various workstations. Nothing too unusual. Uh, but it's dark enough that nobody can really see anybody else's uh, face or any details. Uh, the only light is from a table in the center of the room. Greetings. Greetings, somebody says. And uh, he heads over to the table. And uh, it seems like everyone's gathered around it, so presumably you want to go there too. All right. I go there. All right. Um, the person, not the person who lets you in, but the person who seems to be at the head of the table uh, pulls out something that looks like a small weapon, some kind of hand handgun, a uh, very small handgun, in fact, and they put it on the table. Is that and then they take out what looks to be um, maybe like a pager or something, and they put that on the table, too. They then proceed to take out the same items, and put another three sets of those on the table. A small weapon and a communicator. Uh, she says, These are disposable slug throwers. Each one is loaded with one solid slug round. These communicators will give you an instruction when you reach a designated point. We have calculated that you should intercept a target on your next errand, whatever that respective errand is. If a communicator does not activate, then you do not need to do anything, and you will return the items at the end of your mission. If it does activate, it will give you an instruction on who to target. After using it, throw it into a discrete location after making sure there are no fingerprints left on it. It does not matter if it is found later. Or use another method if there is no opportunity. Am I getting one, or, or is, it, is there a pair for each person at the table, or is there just, is the, are these all for me? Um, well, 
somebody somebody reaches forwards and takes a, a set, and then uh, right, two other people do that. All right. Uh, she continues, and she says, The communicator, for obvious reasons, will not tell you the name of the target. It will give one beep for each clearance level, one for infrared, two for red, three for orange, etc. There will then be a pause, after which it will give a number of beeps for the clone number. If there are any questions as to what person you're targeting that are not answered, well, you will have to wait for another opportunity. Uh, ideally, your pager will beep again at a time when only your target and not anyone else is nearby. But if it happens that you cannot identify your target, simply return the items at the end of your next errand. Any questions? All right. She claps her hands once, and uh, somebody opens the door again. And she says, please leave one at a time. I guess I'll leave. You want to go first? All right. Uh, you head out with the items in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, do you want to inspect them? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the slug thrower seems to be pretty much what it says. Uh, you're not sure if it's... Well, actually, let's see. Um, what is your projectile weapon skill? It's a minus two, baby. Minus two. Okay. Uh, do you want to roll? Five five dice? Yeah, that's right. Because I have five. I'm not looking at it, but I trust you implicitly to tell me accurate results. Oh, wow. And if I log in later and they're inaccurate, I'll kill you. Well, it's a four, a five, and three sixes. Wow. Okay, I guess you know everything about this. <laughs> Supposedly, I do. Um, so this is a silenced slug thrower. The silencer is very short, so it's not super effective, but ideally nobody will hear it unless they're um, right up close and personal with you. Uh, it probably wouldn't go through a wall or a door at all, so that's good. It is small enough that nobody will notice it unless you are searched, in which case they might be able to find it in a pat-down, but even then there's a chance that they wouldn't. Like It's really it's like smaller than your palm. Um, as they mentioned, there is one round loaded into it. Uh, it does have a safety, which is nice. Hopefully you won't shoot yourself. Um, let's see. You can tell that this is made out of some kind of plastic. Um, you don't, you do not see any metal components, so hypothetically it would not be triggered by a metal detector. What else? Due to the small size and nature of the weapon, it probably would not pierce anything, any kind of armor. Um, it, it would probably go through um, Earthleck armor, because Earthleck armor does not really do anything for physical projectiles. For, it's basically like a thick jacket for in terms of physical attacks. So um, if your target is a troubleshooter, then you could shoot them anywhere. Otherwise, you would have to shoot an exposed body part if they're wearing armor. Uh, and that's pretty much it. As for the communicator, it's literally just a beeping device. Um, but since it basically only receives signals to beep, uh, there's no chance that the communication can be intercepted in any meaningful way unless somebody knows that you're using uh, a series of beeps for color and then a series of beeps for clone number. All right, so I got a slug door communicator. Uh, communicator will turn on the notifying when my target's nearby. One beep for clearance level, one beep for clone number. 
Uh, have I missed anything else? Uh, no. Uh, do you, did you do any purge-related activities, purge-beneficial activities that I might have missed during the game that you want to get? Oh, uh, let me think. I mean, I killed bees, but that's not that's not related to purge. Just related not, to me. Not exactly. No, not unless you have some confirmation she's a loyalist to the computer or to some society that purge doesn't like. Did I do anything that would be purge beneficial? Not particularly. I can name off the top of my head. Um, mm. Do you have anything else? Would you like to do any secret shopping? or? <sighs> hmm. Secret shopping. What's my CNET skill? <sighs> what can I make with tool making? With tool making, um, you could make a, uh, a spear, an axe. Uh, you could a make... spear? Yeah. Is that... Is that, like, would that be bad if I had a spear? If, you, if you're going around with a stick with a sharp rock at the end of it, that's probably, like, that. that's not like, ah, that is a treason man, but that's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get rid of that. <laughs> what if it's a metal pole with a knife at the end of it? They'll say, what the fuck are you doing? Get rid of that. <sighs> um, mm. An axe would probably be better than a knife. Much more versatile, at the very least. Potentially. So I can only make crude weapons right now. Is that what you're telling me? Um, no, you could you could make um. Let's see. I mean, you know, there's other things that are more specific, but you could probably fashion together like a, a chisel or maybe even a bow and arrow or um. You know, it kind of depends on what materials you have. A bow and arrow. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Um. Generally speaking, anything you make is not going to be. Uh, as quality as something that you can buy, unless you're really lucky. Usually, like, it, it, assuming there's even like you know just like some metal wreckage lying around, you can use tool making to to fashion something together in the middle of a mission. You know, <sighs> like a riot shield. Yeah, very top. Or like you know uh, a grappling hook with like a cable and some some properly shaped metal mm -hmm. or something. I can buy plastic cord, right? How Tough as plastic cord. It's pretty tough. Plastic cord is pretty remember. tough. Um, so I could probably make some grappling hooks from those. Yeah, you need a sharp edge to cut through it. It's not well, going to for other reasons, and it can support like several people on one length of plastic cord before it has any risk of breaking. <sighs> I want to. All right, I'm going to do some shopping. I, uh, first on my list, I want to buy some plastic cord. Okay, uh, I think that's just listed on that's the. Like I can just do that, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me think. Uh, what what would be? Could I just like fashion a grappling hook out of anything, or would I have better luck if I bought like, you know, specific shapes or whatever? Um, let's see. I don't think you're allowed to have a grappling hook, but if you if you bought like um, let me think. What would be something the right shape that you could just attach on short notice? Actually. What what clearance level is a hammer? Hammer? Um Yeah. Don't know, let me check. I think it see, might be I I think it might be orange. I'm not sure. Let me let me look. Uh I don't see. What's a ridiculous amount of plastic cord? Like what what's an average length of plastic cord to carry around do you Hammer's think? Hammer's orange. Um I think <sighs> Generally speaking, like a coil of fifty feet is something that would 
be quite obvious. You'd probably keep it like wrapped around your arm or in a backpack if you have a backpack of some kind. Um, more than that, like a hundred feet would be like, wow, that guy's using plastic cord for something. And any more than that would be impractical. Alright, I'll just buy 50 then. Uh, I, I want... You could get some, just some random suggestions, wanna, hygiene stuff, um, you could get some I medication. I would like to see if I can't buy a hammer as a red. Ah, you wanna, okay, you wanna get a hammer? I'd like to get a hammer to, you know, shape some metal. Okay, let's see here. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna have you roll a high alert to see if you can get into a marketplace and then find somebody who might be willing to sell you some tools without getting uh, busted. Okay. Uh, three successes, no failures. Okay. Uh, you find it pretty easily. Uh, normally a hammer is 10 credits, but due to risk factor, uh, he's going to sell this to you for 35 credits. <sighs> Let me see. What do I have here? Uh... You can attempt to haggle or trade something if you would like to. Trade something? I don't have anything. I have a, I I have a detonator for an inert bomb. I, I, I'm just saying shit. I'm just giving you ideas. <sighs> see. Hmm. I took that pass card away. I should probably get that out of my inventory. I just sold this pay 35 credits for hammer. Okay. Obviously, I don't want to carry this thing around. Probably going to hide it somewhere. All right. Hide it somewhere... Somewhere in the vicinity of where you live, so you can get it. Yeah. Before that, I want to... What else is that? I want to... Uh, I want to buy, like, I don't know, metal sheets or bars, whatever. Something I can use to fashion a grappling hook. Hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. And also, to follow up this question, uh, if I, like, say, shaped something into the shape of a grappling hook, but didn't have it actually attached to my rope... Would that be considered a grappling hook? Could I get caught for that? Probably not. Um, it wouldn't really. I don't think people would be able to point at that and say that's a thing you shouldn't have. Uh, All right. As long as you can make some kind of excuse for why carrying around a weird piece of metal. Mm, okay. So I'm gonna say you go around and try to find some way to get some metal to work with, uh, but just getting raw material if that's not your job isn't easy. Um, but I'm going to say you find a chance where maybe you could get some steel uh, sheet metal to work with, but you're going to need to make a con games to trick these con guys games. into... Oh, no. No? It's a minus six. Oh, okay. Um, well, let's see. I can attempt it. Do you have anything else that you could do to... There, there's some workers, and you need to convince them to let you have some sheet metal. They are loading it onto a truck. What do you want to say to them or do, if anything? What could I say to workers? I'm trying to think. I mean, you could just straight up bribe them. I could just straight up bribe them. I, I don't know what. It. I'm not sure what what would constitute a decent bribe. Let me think. What could I say about what could what could an insect janitor need for sheet metal? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. What can I what can I level you? Hmm. I don't know. I I can't bootlick because I doubt anyone here is uh someone I would bootleg up to and this is in the bootleg intimidation might help but you could try to intimidate I, them but they would be fairly likely to report you afterwards yeah 
Hmm. You could try to physically sneak and and get it, I guess. I could steal it, but I think that that'd be much worse of a failure state. Yeah. <sighs> I think most I probably I probably go up to make up a story about how I really need a uh, metal to pat to do a patch job because uh someone spilled some shit in an interrogation room or something along those lines. Um. Yeah, that would probably be con games, unfortunately. Uh, Damn. I think you're gonna have to bribe them or steal. Or otherwise convince them of something. I don't think there's anything I can say. Like anything I could use to convince would probably be a lie or con games. Distract them somehow. <laughs> I, I mean, I ah, distract them. <laughs> I don't think I want to murder them. Hmm. Well, what's around that I could distract them with? Oh gosh, I don't know. You're on a um. Kind of an industrial roadway uh, next to <laughs> some warehouses and uh, occasional car or truck going by. I could cause an accident. I think they would uh, have much bigger repercussions than I imagine. I don't think they'll give me like anything truthful I could say. I don't think they'd give me for that. Like I could say, I don't know, I'm using it for troubleshooting shit. They probably wouldn't care. they probably just roll their eyes at me. I think I'm just going to bribe them. Okay. What do you, uh, what do you say? Uh, what do I say? Listen, uh, I've been on a lot of troubleshooter missions, and Reflect Armor is good and nice and all, but I really want something a bit more uh, material in between me and bullets. I don't know. What's a good bribe? I don't know how much money. I don't. I don't know money. I don't understand money cost. Well, um, you make a thousand credits a month, right? That's a lot of money. Uh, how much these do they guys make are infrareds, so they probably make less than that. <laughs> And they're they're infrared, not military guys, so they probably make a lot less than that. How much does an infrared make a month on average? Like the average work class. On average, um, I can like tell the average you that. Let me class. crack open. I feel like I should be able at least to remember what yeah, I made a month. Exactly. I I I will tell you that. I, I'm going to tell you that. I need to. I know it's on one of the first couple pages of the book. I mean, if I just like look at like sunglasses are two credits. Love for an orange, music. so so the thing is like headwear is too clear. So like maybe maybe um, an average infrared job probably pays a hundred credits a month. A hundred credits a month. So like like that's man. So like a full set of clothes is probably like I don't know what f- ten credits, s- seven credits. Um, ten or fifteen depending on the quality. So like, man, if you want to buy a nice pair of clothes, you got you got to splurge like a month's worth of profits. Yeah. So I think I don't know. How many people are here? There are two workers. Two workers. So I think, for the bribe at least, 15 credits each is probably fine. 15 each? Yeah. Alright, roll me a oratory. Oratory. Why is this... I thought, I thought oratory was for crowds. Um, uh. yeah, but I can't really think of a better skill for this. It's not intimidating, interrogating, hygiene, con games, chutzpah, bootlicking, or moxie. So... Sahutspa? All right. No, you're not trying to get them to believe something stupid. You're trying to bribe them. There is an actual bribery skill, but you don't have that. I don't think you have that, do you? I don't think so. Unless you're not telling me something about myself. No. Ah, God. I only have five dice for this. I had zero successes, but no failures. Nothing. All right. Um, they look like they are a little too uh, worried about doing something like this. Do you want to offer them more or try to convince them? 
that they're not going to get involved somehow? This sheet metal is just going. Is this like I assume? Is this this isn't going anywhere specific? Is it? I would understand. Um, yeah, this it's just going out. It's going. It's being shipped to some place somewhere that needs some. <laughs> some place somewhere that needs some. Yeah, you, you don't know. It's just a transport truck. No markings on it that would indicate a specific building or industry. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know if I can argue the the benefits of the free market if I'm not part of the free market this time around. It might be hard. Uh, hmm. What can I say to a bunch of infrared workers who don't know what the world is? It's they're not gonna get. Listen, you're not gonna get in trouble for this. I'm paying what these things are worth, and I just happen to be also paying to you know cut in line. You know, cut in line. You do that all the time, I'm sure, for your favorite bottle of bouncy bubble beverage, which is one bottle of beverage. It's one flavor, but my point stands. They talk amongst themselves. Uh, and they say they'll do it for 25 credits each. <sighs> you fucking bastards. Fine. All right. Okay, you pay 50 credits, and uh, they uh, go the other direction for a bit so that you can take some sheet metal. <sighs> All right, I don't want to take too much, obviously. You take, uh, you take a reasonable amount, as much as you can. A, a uh, reasonable amount, carry. yes. <laughs> All right. How, uh, <laughs> would I know how to make, like, a buckler? A buckler? Um. I don't, I probably don't have, like, the heat for a buckler. How much do you know about, how much do you know about hand weapons? I am average hand weapon. Uh, you, you understand the concept. You could try. I don't think, I'm, I'm not going to try and make one right now. I don't think I have the tools for a good, for a good, you know, shield. Mm, probably not. You can you can probably make something that would hook onto something if you threw it somewhere though. So yeah, I think I think I understand how a hook works. All right, um, I'm gonna say that you need three successes. On tool making. Two yeah, three successes in a tool making roll. Um, All right, I got four successes. How many? But four successes. How many failures? Two failures. Uh, that's fine. Uh, you All successfully right. put together something. It's kind of jagged and sharp um but it should be able to support the weight of um maybe two people if if it hooks onto something and it's got the plastic cord it's small enough that you can probably carry it around with you um but uh, it's a bit bulky listen i'm just gonna look straight in the eye and say it's a torture device okay um i think we're done then uh Hmm. Kind of wanted to buy poison, but I don't think I'm gonna be able to reasonably do that. Poison? Um, I mean, you could you could get like something that's bad to consume, but there's no kind of like contact or or uh, scratch poison that you could really effectively get at your clearance I mean... without some kind of contact. Hmm. <sighs> How do the Chinese put lead into my drinks, Goss? What method do they use? Thank you for listening to this episode of Paranoia. Fight together or die a clone.